ままもう少し歩こう肩を抱き消えゆく夢を数え誰かく仲間を見たかゆい慣れた道に迷い It's time for bonus episode. Bum bum bum. That's right. Welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! recap podcast bonus episode. The normal show just wasn't enough for us, was it, Jimmy? No, it sure wasn't. Uh, as you know, my name is Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And every week we usually talk about the anime uh, on four, or that was on four kids, made for children, called Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Duel Monsters. This week we're going to be talking about something a little bit different. This is our special, our first special bonus episode uh, a while back. Tyler and I agreed that we were both grown adults, and sometimes one of us isn't available on weekends to watch a kid's show about card games and record an episode of a podcast about I know, it. surprising, right? <laughs> so uh, we are coming to you from out of the depths of space and time. We don't know when this is going to go up, but instead of watching the regular Yu-Gi-Oh! show, this episode is about see- the fabled season zero the first anime of Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! ever made. Yu-Gi-Oh-G! Uh, you were just waiting to use that, weren't you? <laughs> Gang signs. Thuggin'. I didn't choose the Yami Game Life. The Yami Game Life chose me. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we watched the first episode of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero. Uh, which you can find in certain corners of the internet and request it from your local library. It's not there, but you can request it. You can request it. (laughs) If you keep requesting, maybe eventually they'll get it. (laughs) And if that happens, let me know and you'll be a national hero. Um, Yeah, as Jimmy said, this is a bonus episode out of space and time, so we don't have any uh, news or things that are relevant to talk about because... They may not be relevant when this episode comes out, but with that out of the way, it's time to discuss the episode. Tyler, would you like to recap this one? Because I've seen it before and you haven't. I would, I would love, like to get your thoughts on this. I would love to try and recap this episode. This is bananas. Uh, also, <laughs> we just ate a bunch of Taco Bell, so neither of us are probably feeling very good. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, moving right along, uh, this episode, uh, is it just called Puzzle? Um, I don't even know what the name of the episode is. I just, uh, wrote down in the file name, um, what was going on in these episodes. So we would have a reference. So anyway, so it's the first episode of any Yu-Gi-Oh! anime ever. This comes out after the manga comes out, uh, but only just barely. So, uh, it begins with, uh a school a japanese school scene well before uh, that the oh that's right, that's right. pardon me Egypt. pardon me it begins at the great pyramids at giza and one of them uh the wall is blown open by explosives uh and because that's how archaeologists work absolutely <laughs> absolutely freaking load up some tnt and blast into the egyptian tombs i kind of want to play that clip back for lauren when she's back because she's studying to be a, a, a conservator and so I'm sure she'll she'll really have a lot of things to say about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, so they use some sort of explosive to blow open the, the wall of one of the Great Pyramids, and three archaeologists climb inside, and they enter this sort of grand hall that looks like some sort of Egyptian uh, tomb. 
and in one of the walls is a little uh you know recess with a golden box inside and one of the archaeologists goes can it be the fabled yami uh what, what does he say yami box yami puzzle something along those lines and uh there's i really appreciate in the sub there was an editor's note that says yami equals dark so that's the dark puzzle the dark puzzle uh and it's the spirit of yami game uh so the dark game and then the dude just i think he just has a heart attack yeah he right just had, then and there he, he can't even touch the box he has a heart attack and dies and uh then it's time for school <laughs> smash cut to uh modern japan and it's recess and the kids are going outside and they're all getting ready for a game of basketball and uh, we see, you know, scores and scores of kids running outside to play basketball. And one lonely child uh, in a, a one very short child, incredibly short child with that iconic Yu-Gi-Oh hair. Yes, we are introduced to Yugi Moto. Uh, so Yugi is uh, invited by one of the schoolmates to, to come and play basketball. And the, and the kid says, like, hey, why don't you come play basketball with us? And Yugi uh, says... Uh, no thanks. Uh, any team that I join would lose, and the kid goes, "Well, fair enough. Okay, bye." Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, a couple of things stand out to me here. First is Yugi's voice. Yes, I've mentioned this before, but this is the first time you've heard the Japanese voice actor doing right. Yugi's voice. What do you think? So when you brought this up to me before, I was picturing something more along the lines of like. TJ Detweiler or um, uh, Tommy from Rugrats or uh, uh, like Bart Simpson, like plenty. There, there are plenty of instances of women doing the voice of young boys uh, and they do it quite well. This is a female voice actress doing the voice of a young boy who's like, and okay. So we run into some weird, like, gendering things here but like this is somebody who is presenting as male he's given he him pronouns uh and has the most annoying grating <laughs> female squeaky squ squeaky is a great word for it squeaky uh voice and it's like to the point where i think it even transcends like I can't even really put a gender on it. It's like it's like a mouse is talking. It's like a cartoon mouse in like a fifties cartoon where you know there's a woman up on a table like going ee -ee -ee. it's the mouse voice. Yeah, I try and doing like an impression of it, but I don't even know if I can get that high. No, and I, I can't I can't either, is the thing. So I'm not even gonna try. But the other thing that the voice does is it does you know like you, you know, like baby talk, right? Yeah. Like baby talking to like my dog, right? Which I do a lot. Uh, he talks like that is the thing. Like he uses proper grammar, but he says everything kind of like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just a quiet, almost a just, soft little I'm voice. Just, I'm just so quiet. I'm just, I just want to be everybody's best friend. I don't want to play basketball. I want to sit inside and do my puzzle. And I... Uh, and I get that they're trying to go for a character who is sort of shy and naive, naive and innocent. It's kind of a little boy. But hot damn is he annoying to listen to. And I cannot <laughs> believe that there is a show based around this voice as a main character. All of that out of the way. Uh, uh, he uh, is doing a like deck of, or not deck of cards, a house of cards that falls over. And he's thinking to himself, man, I, I really wish I could go and play uh, games with people because I bring a lot of games to school and I like playing games. I just I don't really have anybody who wants to play indoor games with me. And he goes, oh, that reminds me. That's what I can do today. I'll finish the puzzle. And he opens up his backpack and he pulls out that same golden box from the intro. Uh, the, the that yummy, we've already the seen kill box. a man. <laughs> right, exactly. And he holds it like it's nothing and he puts it down on the desk and he starts to open it. Uh, while reciting what's written on the back of the box. And it's what's written is uh, the treasure Nutrition inside. facts. <laughs> <laughs> Contents. 36 gold pieces. Yellow dye number 37. <laughs> uh, and uh, what's written on the back says uh, the treasure inside Not is for children under three. Sorry, Yuki. <laughs> Sorry. God damn. Uh, Choking hazard small parts. 
he really should not be allowed to handle this thing for many different reasons. Um, but it says the treasure inside is something that you can see, but you can't see it. Is that right? Something along those something lines. Something along those lines. The translation's a little iffy, but and so that's the gist of it. And so he starts to open it just a little bit, and it's snatched out of his hand uh, by none other than New York Joey, uh, who's not New York Joey. Uh, this is Junoichi. Uh, Junoichi Kuhn, I think he calls him. Yeah. Right? That's the, the honorific. The honorific. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he's a real jerk. And he starts looking at the puzzle... And he's like, man, you know, you think this puzzle's so special. You drive me nuts. You're, I got to teach you how to be a real man. And he just straight up takes the puzzle box from, from Yugi. And yeah, he like waves it over his head, like in a taunting way. Yeah, like kind of like a, like playing one person monkey in the middle, I guess. Uh, keeping, like, keep away. He Bullying. Even, he even like throws it, like he straight up baseball hurls it across the room, does a Dukes of Hazard slide across a desk and catches it. Uh, which I got to admit was pretty badass, but he's being a real dick. Um, and so he's taunting Joey and is that when Honda shows up? Yeah. So Joey is stopped in his tracks by Tristan, uh, who's not Tristan. This is Honda Kuhn. Uh, Honda is a, uh, now a member of what, what is, what is Junoichi says? He says, uh, first you just lost the election to be class president. Uh, and second, instead, you decided to join the Beautification Club. The Beautification Club. Well, what does he say before that? He says uh, Junoichi calls it the cleanup crew. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's implying that Honda is a failure, and because he couldn't get class president, he decided to become a a student janitor, basically. And Honda corrects him and goes, "No, I am not a cleanup crew. I am part of the Beautification Club, and I am making my school better." And yes, it's true that I lost the presidential election, but I am reborn as a, a you know, beautiful and a stand-up and, uh, member of the society. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Well, what do you?" He basically asks Junoichi what he's doing, and he says that he's teaching uh, Yugi to be a real man and. Uh, as Honda is ranting about the Beautification Society, Junoichi's like, turns to Yugi and goes, by the way, what's actually in this box? Yeah, he is like monologuing out, out in the background about right. the Beautification Society, the club. And uh, and Yugi goes, well, you know, you can look and see what's in the box, but you can't, like, please don't take anything. Like, just don't touch it. And uh, Junoichi opens the box, looks in it, says, nah, that's boring. <laughs> and it's snatched out of his hands then, by Taya, uh, but not Taya. Taya, this is uh, Anzu. Anzu, uh, what's her last name? They say it a bunch. It's like Mizaki or something. I don't remember. Anzu, anyway. So Anzu grabs the box from Junoichi. It means like peach or something along those lines. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Uh, and uh, she goes, well, if it's boring, you shouldn't steal it. Plus, bullying is wrong. So, you know. Nut up, dickwad. And uh, hands it back to Yugi. And at that point, uh, she starts lecturing both the boys about bullying and why they need to be nice to Yugi. And Yugi doesn't need any help being a man. He just wants to, like, do his puzzles. And then another girl shows up. Uh, and this is Miho. Uh, and Miho is... That a- famous character we all know and love. Miho, Miho. is not a character in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters. Uh, at least that I'm aware of. I don't think she's a character in the manga either. She was just created really? solely for this anime. And it seems to be that she was created solely for this scene because what happens is, is both Junoichi and Hondo, 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 uh, <laughs> Honda freak out and they're like, ah, and, and you know, they, they blush and she's so beautiful. They can't look at her and, uh, they, you know, start asking if there's anything that she needs and, uh, you know, Te- or not Taya, Anzu does, you know, sort of an eye roll and is like, okay, guys, like. We can just call them by pants. their American names okay, to keep these okay. characters straight in their so Ta- listeners' So Taya goes, all right, guys, keep in your pants. And uh, Miho says something about needing lunch. Is oh, that right? I'm so hungry. So uh, Tristan and Joey uh, start like fighting each other for the honor of going to buy her lunch. Uh, and so then they walk off and, and Miho kind of goes off and um and then what happens what happens then i'm trying to remember is it that yugi goes back to explaining what the puzzle is 
Yeah. So Yugi goes back to explaining what the puzzle is to Taya, who's now kind of curious and like they're hanging out, they're back in the classroom and he's showing like, oh, here are all the pieces. You know, I, I need to put them together to finish the puzzle. And that's what the message means. It's something you can see. You can see the pieces, but you can't see it because it's not a final product yet. Uh, and so they're, you know, talking and all that. And he explains that he lives in a game store, which is why they have all sorts of different games from all over the world, including this one from Egypt. Uh, Ancient Egypt. Right. So this was a, uh, I guess, a treasured item of the person who previously owned the game store uh, before his grandfather. So... Cut back to uh, Joey and Tristan. That's right. That's right. Thank you. So uh, they're discussing, like, uh, I think Joey is discussing how mad Yugi makes him because he just bugs him He's so much. He's such a weak little man. Right. And they cross paths with, is it Oishi? Oishu. Like Oishu. Uh, who is this, like, towering, hulking figure wearing a school uniform and a red armband uh, uh, for the public moral group. And he Which like... Which I'm, I'm trying to pick up what exactly that translates to in like American school terms. He's like sort of like a really, a more powerful hall monitor. Yeah. So what it reads to me is, because the way that they react is Joey starts to say something to him, like, you know, get out of my way. But then Honda grabs Joey, like covers his mouth and goes, oh, no, 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 everything's fine. Uh, oh, yeah, they were talking about bullying. They were talking about it wasn't really bullying. We were just like bullying him to make him more of a man. And they bump into Oishu and, and Oishu's like, what's that about bullying? And Joey starts to explain. And then Honda, like, or uh, uh, Tristan grabs him and, and like gets him to shut up. And he goes, oh, no, nothing. Uh, yeah, bullying's bad. Bullying's real bad. Uh, and Oishu's like, yeah, it, it is bad. So if you see anybody bullying, you let me know. And and uh, starts to kind of walk off and he turns and he tells Joey to button up his jacket. And Joey's like, you know, what's the big idea when, when Tristan finally lets him go? And Tristan goes, do you know who that was? That was Oishu, the, the head of the public moral group. Uh, and like he makes all the rules for the school and you don't want to cross paths with him uh, because he, he wrote the rules. And uh, Joey's like, what does he say? He's like, what is he trying to limit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, implying that, you know, a, a lawless school is a good school, I guess. Anarchy. And uh, so I think just kind of based on that, and then we see a scene as well where Oishu is like drilling the students, basically. He's got like a group of, I don't know, 16 students all in, in rows, and they do uh, like punching and kicking exercises. It's It strikes me as sort of a cross between hall monitors and like ROTC. Yeah. So it's it's as if you got like a military school, like a separate military school to come and do the hall monitoring for your They're school. like school police almost. Yeah, yeah. And they all wear these like red armbands and uh, you get kind of a weird vibe from them right off the right off the bat. So uh, as we see him training these students, uh, we see Yugi leaving the school, kind of going home. And Oishu uh, says... What is he? He says something to Yugi about like those guys weren't bullying you, were they? Oh, that's right, that's right. Talking about Joey and Tristan, and Yugi goes, "What? No, I don't know what you're talking about." And Oishi goes, "Well, somebody like you would say that." Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll be your bodyguard, uh, and I'll protect you from any bullies. And Yugi keeps being like, "No, I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Like, there aren't any bullies here. I'm fine. We're fine. I don't need a bodyguard." And Oishi keeps pressing the point uh of just being like no you do need a bodyguard i will be your bodyguard i'll protect you and the world will be perfect for you and yugi runs away yeah and yugi runs away just super uncomfortable and there's a really weird line here where oishi says something along the lines of like uh oh yugi don't you see that with me as your bodyguard uh every day of your life would be rose colored yeah <laughs> like yugi's not even an earshot at this point he's just talking to the wind yeah he's just interior monologuing right um then we get back to oh no then it cuts back to joey and tristan and uh joey is uh again monologuing about how much he hates yugi and how frustrated he makes him and he reveals that he stole a piece of a yugi's puzzle and he he kind of shows it to the camera like it's a david blaine special and he's a audience participant and uh, he throws it out it's the window. The, the central eyepiece of the Millennium Puzzle. It is. Yeah, it's a very distinct shape. It's a very important piece. 
and uh, it uh, he throws it out the window into. I guess it's a it's a river. It's like it, a canal. It's like a it's like a little canal. In you know, the city. one of those canals that are so common in Japan. That's like sheer uh, concrete walls, and it's just yeah. like a channel going through the city. I thought at first, for whatever reason, that was like it was like sewage. Oh, just the the way that it was shown. But yeah, just a little canal, and so he throws it in. You see it sink, uh, and he says something along the lines of like, "That'll teach him a lesson." Uh, so he can't, you know, his his treasure is no longer a treasure. And then we cut back to uh Yugi who is arriving at the game shop. Game. Game. Uh game the game shop. And uh so he he walks in, it's kind of getting dark and he walks in and there is Taya. And he's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Yugi and Taya have been friends since elementary school. Yeah, and you kind of get that implied here. She's like, "It's been a while since I've hung out and played games with you, so I figured I'd come over and say hi." And Grandpa is there as well, and Grandpa kind of reveals himself from between the stacks. And Grandpa, Grandpa is real weird. Like his voice is very different in in this series. Very harsh and grating. Very harsh and grating. He he definitely sounds like more of an old man than I think Grandpa in the American series does. And he's like he's also a freaking perv. Yeah. So one of the first things he says, like I don't even think he says hi Yugi before he says, and Taya, my how you've grown, especially your chest. <laughs> and like he like gives her like bust measurements. <laughs> You're up like, to 40 centimeters now or something along those lines. It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable. And then she like grimaces and she's like, what's the deal with this old man? Yeah, so she, you know, clearly. But but then she moves immediately to, yeah, I've been telling your grandpa or like he, he says that she's been telling him about how Yugi is uh, still working on the puzzle. So they've been hanging out here for a bit with just him being real pervy. (laughs) Just a couple uh, of minutes. Which is really weird. Um, So uh, Yugi's like, yeah, you know, I'm still working on the puzzle and and I'll, I'll get it one day. And grandpa goes, well, you know, the legend behind that puzzle, don't you? And like, yeah, of course they fucking do. Like, he's been working on this puzzle. Like, yeah. For eight years. For eight years it's revealed. So, yeah, he does. But Grandpa just starts monologuing and he gives the legend of the puzzle. I think it's for Taya's benefit more than anything. Probably, yeah. So, uh, a number of years ago, it was uncovered in a pyramid like we saw in the intro. And everyone on the expedition mysteriously died. And uh, the inscription on it says that whoever solves the puzzle will gain uh the power and knowledge of uh the yami game um so the the dark game and everyone who's you know ever had it dies mysteriously and it was left in the game store because the last person who had it gave it up because they wanted to live so of course grandpa gave it to his like five-year-old grandson yeah totally fine totally fine uh, I mean, to be fair, so far so good. Uh, and they go, oh, cool story. Okay, thanks, Grandpa. And then we kind of fade out. Uh, we cut back to sometime later. Uh, it's that night, right? And yeah. he's trying to solve the puzzle. And he's like, man, it's, that's my wish. Like, that's the he he thinks that if he solves the puzzle, he gets a wish. And like, his wish is to. <sighs> His wish changes throughout the episode. Yeah. At first, I think his wish is to like be able to play games with friends. And then his wish is to, I guess, inherit the power and dark knowledge of Yami game. <laughs> and who wouldn't? And then later on, he says his wish is something else. But he's he's sort of rededicating himself to solving this puzzle. So it's late at night and he's up solving it. And he kind of falls asleep while putting the pieces together. And, and then there's a actually a pretty cool shot, like flying mm-hmm. through the keyhole out to the door, and Grandpa is sitting out there in the darkness watching him through the keyhole. Not creepy at all, Grandpa. And uh, he, he kind of walks away from the keyhole and is, you know, shaking his head, being like, you know, I, I told him that it's dangerous and, uh, you know, maybe he'll never solve it, but if... He's been working it. on it for eight years. He really is my grandson. Right. And he goes, well, maybe it's better if he never solves it at all because of this dark power that's associated with it, supposedly. he I don't think he believes that it's real, but still. Um, and kind of walks off. And uh, then it's the next day. Uh, the next day, Yui is walking to school. 
and sees out of the corner of his eye uh, Joey and Tristan. No, no, pardon me. Sees out of the corner of his eye Oishu. Uh, Noishu is like, hey, Yugi, uh, I have something to show you. And so Yugi's like, uh, okay, sure, man. And just like follows this creepy dude that he knows he doesn't like into an alley uh, where there is uh, Joey and Tristan uh, who've been beat up and shoved into a corner of this alley and like, you know, pushed to their knees basically. And uh, this group of the public moral group are beating them up. Just standing around menacingly and they're like, basically almost unconscious really yep. yep so yugi freaks out and oishu goes uh yo isn't this what you wanted like you got retribution against the the kids who are bullying you and this is what you'll get with me as your bodyguard this is your chance punch kick uh and he like encourages yugi to to beat up uh joey and tristan and i think yeah he kicks joey just like straight in the chest at one point too and yugi goes no I'm not going to let you do this anymore. You can't hurt my friends. And Joe, at that point, Joey like looks at you and is like friends, uh, just sort of, you know, in disbelief. And, uh, Oishu goes, well, that's fine. But you know, I did perform bodyguard services. So you have to pay the bodyguard fee. 20,000 yen, which is like $200. And Yugi goes, what? Like I, a, I didn't ask you to do this. B, I don't have that money. And he goes, well, too bad. I performed a service. You got to pay up uh, or you're going to have to suffer this same fate. And so they all leave. And uh, I forget exactly what happens here. Do they go back to school? I think they all kind of go their separate ways. Yeah. So Yugi goes back to school or maybe back to the game shop. And uh, man, I'm trying to. This, this part is a little weird. It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. So essentially what happens is Yugi continues to work on the puzzle for a while and he gets everything but the last piece. And he's like, oh, this is awesome. I only have to put the last piece in and then I'll have solved the puzzle finally. Uh, and he, he keeps talking about like how like dedicated he feels now to solving the puzzle. Like, he, oh, Yeah, it cuts to later that night. That's right. That's right. And he's like, I feel terrible, but I have to solve the puzzle. And uh, he he gets everything but the last piece, and he reaches in the box to the last piece, and he realizes it's not there. And we cut to uh, Joey and Tristan sort of walking back along that canal, and Joey looks at the piece, uh, sort of, or he looks at the place in the water where he threw the piece, and he gets kind of flashback audio of Yugi talking about how they're friends now. And Tristan is still walking on, monologuing as he does about uh the beautification right right and so joey jumps into the canal and decides to grab the piece so he's swimming around he's finding it and he he finally grabs it out of the bottom of the canal and and you know comes back up out of the water there's a great line from from tristan at this point he like tosses a towel down and it lands perfectly on joey's hand uh holding the the puzzle piece and he's like in my line of work as a beautification officer i've handled many dirty things uh but you do need to buy me a new towel uh and uh, we cut back to Yugi, who decides to run back to school because he's convinced maybe he's lost the piece there. So he is running back to school, and he's intercepted by Oishu, who uh, does he just immediately start beating him up? No, he like takes him around the corner because right. Tristan and Joey see them walking past. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're just walking along, and uh, Oishu is like asking, "Oh, you know, hey, did you find the? Do you have the money?" Like, I need to be paid. And Yugi keeps insisting, no, I don't have your money. I just forgot something at school. I need to go get it. And so he's going to school. Oishu's following him. Tristan and Joey see them and start following both of them. And then Oishu takes Yugi into an alley and starts beating the shit out of him. Uh, And It's pretty brutal, too. It's pretty intense. Like, it's really uncomfortable to watch. And uh, Yugi and, or uh, pardon me, Joey and Tristan uh, try to interfere and they start uh, kind of trying to get in the way at which point Oishu starts beating both of them up as well. Meanwhile, Yugi is um, just face down on the ground, mm-hmm. um, barely conscious with the puzzle spilled out next to him, almost solved. Right. And uh, Joey gets the last piece of the puzzle into Yugi's hand, uh, I guess right before they start fighting Oishu. Yeah. And then at that point, like they're getting the shit kicked out of them and Joey or pardon me, Yugi, man, all these different names. Uh, Yugi 
realizes that he has the last puzzle piece in his hand and with his last bit of strength pops it into place in the in the puzzle and then the shit happens uh and he wishes for friendship is that what he wishes for yeah okay because what he got was real weird um so this is the good part this is the good part so as soon as he pops in the piece uh the final piece of the puzzle the puzzle begins to glow a light uh, a beam of light comes out of the eye of the puzzle and uh, projects itself as a third eye on Yugi's forehead. Yugi's shadow grows in height, and then two glowing eyes open, and then a third glowing third eye, and that same Egyptian eye symbol open between those. And uh, I'm trying to remember what all what all else happens. Does it just shift to the the tower? Yeah. So we we see uh, Oishu has just beaten up Tristan and and, and Joey. He turns around and suddenly he's on top of the school tower. Right. Tied to it with a rope. Right. Which is, and the school tower is sort of like a, uh, it's like a dome. So he falls and he grabs this rope that's hanging there and he turns around and he's holding the rope and he looks up and he sees Yugi, uh, who is now Yami Yugi and has a very different voice. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. (laughs) Um, what do you think of this voice? So I came up with a way to describe it. Have you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. So there are uh, there are scenes with like like uh, you know birds or isn't Tweety Bird in that movie? Probably. I'm trying to think. Like, so any of the bird characters in that film? Because I know there are a couple at least. Uh, think of their voice. That's Yugi, normally. Yeah. Yami Yugi is Jessica Rabbit. Yup. Yami Yugi is super sexy. Like I told you. Yami Yugi has like a like a sultry deep voice. Really like, breathy. Yeah, like Yami Yugi is DTF. <laughs> um I mean yeah it's weird it's, it's so weird it's so it's so, like if i wasn't uncomfortable enough with his kind of like oh i don't know i'm just a weird baby i'm just a little boy like it's so like going from that to hello issue are you ready to play a game <laughs> like it's so weird it's so so weird um and it it makes me feel bad uncomfortable things and so uh, Yami Yugi is standing at the top of the tower, and he's holding on to the um, the sort of flagpole, and it's revealed that he is attached to the other end of the rope that Oishu is holding on to. So he jumps down from the flagpole, and this is the baller shot. This is really cool. He jumps down from the flagpole, just like straight up leaps. He's got the rope attached to him, and he's got a deck of cards in his hands. And he he like surfs down the side of the dome. Yeah, and he slams the deck of cards down next to him as he's surfing down. And as he's surfing down, he like deals out the whole deck. So it's in this one long line just along the edge of the dome here. Um, and it it's it's like a. It's like a really good like Chris Angel mind freak trick. Like it looks really cool the way he does it. And somehow, I don't know how because they're not equal body weights at all, but somehow him jumping down pulls Oishu up. Uh, and so they stop when they're both kind of equidistant uh, or not equidistant uh, at equal they're at height. at the same level. At the same level. And uh, Yugi goes, uh, what does he say? Like, I want to play this game. Here's how this game works. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I don't have your money. Uh, or no, I do have your money, but I am not just going to pay it for, to you. How about we play a game? And Oishu goes, yeah, fine, I've never lost a game. What's the game? And Yugi explains. Because that's what you say when you're trapped on top of a bell tower by well, rope. I guess, yeah. And Yugi explains Why not? that the deck of cards, uh, each card, uh, when it's your turn, you you draw a card. You pull a card up off the, the, the dome, stack. the stack. Uh, and you walk upwards a number of steps equal to the number on the card. Uh, I think face cards are 10, he explains. And because of the way that the rope is situated, where it goes from one person up around the flagpole and down to the other, when one person goes up, the other person goes down. Uh, And 
when one person goes all the way down, they they die, basically. <laughs> they fall off the edge of this tower. Right. And the other person gets the money. Right, exactly. So uh, Oishu's like, all right, sure. I, I understand the rules. I'll go first. And he draws, uh, I think, like a nine or something and goes up a number of steps. And he goes, see, I'm already winning. And Yugi just keeps, like, they. it kind of does like a, like a montage almost of them playing. And Yugi uh, draws a face card. So then they're equal again. And then Oishu draws a two, and then Yugi draws another face card, and then Oishu draws a four, and Yugi draws a nine, and, and back and forth and back and forth with Yugi drawing clearly higher cards. Notably, Yugi's face doesn't change this whole time. It's kind of this almost demonic grin, mm-hmm. and his his eyes are huge, and he his pupils are like... Like dots. Yeah. Like pinpricks. Well, no, they're huge. They're like... His pupils are like oh, that that purple with like a gradient to yeah, them. Yeah, no, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of normal Yugi. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, so so Yami Yugi has got like like Pokemon eyeballs. Um where they're like orbs with kind of like a purple to blue like flame effect in them. It's yeah. really weird looking. Creepy and unsettling. Yeah, no, I was thinking of regular Yugi. Yeah, so it's and it's constantly in this like evil smile yeah. too which is really off-putting especially with the voice especially with the voice uh and so it gets to a point where yugi is like two steps away from the flagpole and uh oishu is like you know ah this this card will turn it all around and he, and he pulls the bottom card of the stack and it's a joker and he goes what what does the joker do and Yugi goes, well, that's a miss, so it's my turn now. And he draws uh, like an ace of spades or whatever, which yeah. is still just 10. But he's like he's like a foot away from the flagpole, and he goes, that means I win. And he steps up to the flagpole, and the rope comes loose, and Oishu falls. And Oishu falls, or no, he, he accuses Yugi of having the whole thing rigged. Which, which kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah, he It's did. all magic bullshit. And he, I think he starts actually climbing the tower after him. Oh, that's right. That's right. So he, he's like, well, I'm still going to get my money. Like, it's just a game. And he starts running. He, he yanks on the rope and he starts running up the side of this dome. And uh, Yugi's like, oh, breaking the rules? That Now you're going to have to pay. Now it's a shadow game. Uh, and how exactly does he... Oh, no, that's right. So uh, Oishu runs up and he like throws a punch at Yugi and Yugi like wave dashes to the side and literally is just like floating in midair. Yeah. Just kind of off into the shadows Mm -hmm. and vanishes from sight. And, uh, because of that, uh, Oishu loses his balance and falls off the tower. And he falls and falls and falls. And he looks down and out of the canal rise these giant worms. Right. As as he's saying, oh, it's fine. I'll just get wet. And then as soon as he says that, these three giant like purple worms come out uh, and eat him? Yeah, it's implied that they eat him. It's just a shot of him falling. And then it's the shot, a backward shot of the camera moving. And then it goes like into the mouth of this worm, kind of like in... Um, Star Wars, mm-hmm. when in the mouth of the uh, the space slug, yeah, and just like these teeth and this whole gullet goes by and he disappears into the darkness. Right, right, and then it uh, cuts to what I guess is the next morning. Yeah, uh, where somebody finds him like on the school lawn, he's wh- just whimpering and crying, comatose. Yeah, just lying there on the concrete, trembling. And uh, then it cuts to these two girls in the hallway talking about like, yeah, he was so uh what distraught or like unhinged what's the word they use um disturbed disturbed maybe maybe, that they had to hospitalize him (laughs) uh and they're like oh man poor guy i wonder what happened and uh then it pans over and there's yugi talking to joey and yugi's back to his normal self again yep he's he's doing his baby voice again it's real weird still and i i genuinely like when yugi says something about uh what does he say? He says, Oh, it's, it's good to see you back at school, Joey. Uh, I genuinely thought that that line was still one of the two girls from the hallway talking. Like it, <laughs> it confused me because he says the line and then it pans over and you're like, Oh, it's Yugi talking. Okay, here we go. And Joey's like, yeah, you know, it's, Oh, go ahead. Uh, Joey's like all bandaged up and he's got like 
band-aids and stuff on his face. He's clear, steer, he's still clearly all scuffed up from oh, yeah. getting the tar beaten out of him. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Yugi, I've got something to show you. You can't see it. Oh, you know, or, he, goes, he goes, I bought my treasure. Yeah. Just uh, like you have yours. You, you can't see it, but you can see it in each other. It's friendship. <laughs> and then he like turns away and blushes. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he like starts crying a little bit. No, he so he says he says a little bit more than that, and it's one of the worst lines that I've ever heard on a television show. He says, uh, so it's like your treasure, uh, you can see it, but you can't see it. It's friendship. You can't see friendship, but you can or you can see friendship in each other, but you can't see the courage. So you know. <laughs> And then he turns around and blushes. And he's like, why am I talking about this so much? <laughs> this is dumb. I'm leaving. And I agree. See you later, Yugi. I agree. The way that he said that is dumb. The sentiment itself is very sweet. And I'm, I'm really glad that they did that. But yeah. then Yugi just lights up in just ecstatic joy that his wish on the puzzle came true and he got friendship. Because he wished for friendship, it turns out. And, and then... Not a sexy lady voice. <laughs> and then he chases Joey down the hall because Joey went off so quickly that he left his shoe. Oh, yeah. He runs so quickly that his shoe flies off behind him because <laughs> he's so embarrassed by his feelings. And that's it. That's the end and of the that's, episode. That's the episode. Uh, the credits roll. The credits are actually pretty good. I, I really enjoy, like, Japanese cartoon uh, opening and closing credits because um, they're always, like, a like a top 40 pop song basically mm -hmm. and there's a like next time on Yu-Gi-Oh and it gives sort of a spattering it seems of like what's going to be happening in the rest of the season next couple of episodes and you see you see guns you see Kaiba with green hair you see monsters coming out of dual monsters cards uh you see uh I think something about like an assassin or like a contract killer yep. um yep so yeah lots of like really really interesting things that you will not get in normal Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no dual monsters here, just murder. Right, exactly, exactly. Uh yeah, and that's the episode. So what did you think? Holy shit. I, <laughs> so I thought a lot of things. I boy, you warned me about the voice acting, but it bothered me way more than I thought it would, man. It's it, it's one of those things that I feel like if I try to explain it, like I am just going to sound like more and more of a bad person of like uh, oh, this is why women shouldn't do like male voice characters. And no, 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 that's not the case at all. Like it can and has been done very well. And I think even maybe for the direction that she got, this voice actress is doing a really good job, but the direction that she got and the character that she's playing is just so different from what's being shown visually on the screen that it's like, it's, re it's really, it sounds weird. like a toddler. He does. He does. And it sounds similar enough to the other girls that if you're not looking at him, you're wondering why, like, Miho is saying something and her mouth, her lips aren't moving, yeah. right? Um, so that's another reason. It's just kind of confusing for me. Um, but on the whole, I, I liked it. I kind of like this, like, different spin on the puzzle being sort of the, the dark game, right? Like, it's the spirit of dark games, um, it gives it kind of like a Ghost Rider vibe. Yeah. Um, where he's like a spirit of vengeance in a way, but he's a, the spirit of like evil games. That, yeah. He's like a trickster god. You. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that storyline. Um, so I'm excited to watch more of this for sure. Good. Yeah. 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 Thank you for, uh, <laughs> thank you for introducing me to this. This is, uh, it's, 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 it's something. This ain't your daddy's <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> This is Grandpa's Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's much creepier. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. Um, what was your uh, favorite part of this episode? God, there's just so much to like there's here. so much. Um, this focused so much on just, like, the more supernatural aspects of the show, mm -hmm. which I really dig. Yeah. And 0% on cards. It goes right into other kinds of games, even if they don't make any damn sense. No, they do not. But um, it's so much more um, interesting. And I think the character development um, is a whole lot better than the regular Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. Yeah. there's the, the personalities of Joey and Tristan and Taya are so distinct in this one. Whereas um, 
I feel like in the regular Yu-Gi-Oh show, they're just kind of pushed off to the sides to focus on Yugi and how good he is at cards. Right. Pretty much everyone's role is like, oh, we're all friends. We're going to cheer each other on. Yay. Um, but here you get like the thing about uh, Tristan being in the beautification club and Joey He's being a like a, a bit of a rebel and, and Taya, you know, being friends with Yugi for years and years and years. Um, yeah. You don't really get any of that in the American show. Yeah. What was your favorite? I think, I think my favorite was maybe the sequence where Yugi finished the puzzle. Like you, you were saying earlier, uh, that shot about where the camera moves through the keyhole. Like that's a really good example of the way that the animation here really differs from the American show. Is they the animation do, is so different? They do just kind of bizarre shots. Um, it's very think, reminiscent of the art style in the manga as well. Yeah, and that's what it seems like just from the little bit that I've seen of the manga. Uh, in the American show, for the most part, you see that they stick to like camera angles and physics, I guess, that more or less makes sense. And you would see on like a live action TV show. Yeah. In this, they're like, no, fuck that. We're drawing it. The rules are out. And the sequence where he finishes the puzzle is so interesting because it shows so much going on in such a simple shot uh, where you know, he puts in the piece, you hear the click, the light comes out and there's a great like angle of watching the light hit his forehead. And then the shadow grows behind him and the light comes from the shadow. And then we go into there's the like light. A- one of those like stereotypical fantasy or sci-fi like laser beams shooting up into the sky. Yeah. There's like all these leaves get picked up by this dis- magical distortion. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the leaves pick up behind Oishu and then he turns around and falls instantly and he's on top of the clock tower. And it's it's very like let's lean into this magical bullshit and the fact that it's an anime by just breaking all the rules of, of logic here. Um, so that I think is definitely it's almost, easily uh, my favorite part. Highlander esque. Yeah. There can only be one Lord of Games. Yeah, it feels very Highlander esque in a weird way. Um, yeah, th- so I'd say that's my favorite part. Uh, what about your least favorite? What the fuck, Grandpa? Yeah, Grandpa is super <laughs> creepy. He's so sketch. Like he, I don't know if it's just like a cultural thing, but he's like really creeping on an underage teenage girl that he has known for probably most of her life. Right. Right. And the line, the line he says is like my, how you've grown, especially your chest, uh, up to 80 centimeters already. Or whatever it was. Yeah. Like he's been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Like he's like, he's kept a log. Right. Like in some weird back room. It, It implies that he has seen Taya in other situations and been like, from a child, from a from a child, and been like, man, can't wait for her chest to get up to that size, huh? <laughs> like, right, Grandpa, come on, man, come on, Grandpa, come on, come on, Grandpa, come on, Grandpa, Grandpa, come on. What's your worst? That <laughs> I think Yugi's voice is still the worst for me. It's just pretty grating. It's pretty grating, and like, I I was not physically or mentally or spiritually prepared for the shift from baby yugi to sexy yugi and i it's gonna take me a <laughs> to while sexy to older woman yugi like like it's it's like picture a baby in a looney tunes cartoon and then picture that baby like snap your fingers and that baby is bayonetta yeah i see it right i can hear it it's just I, I don't feel like either one is necessarily bad. Each one has its its benefits and conveys something different in the story. But the jump is just so weird. He doesn't sound like a teenage boy. No. Or like an ancient pharaoh or again, anything. Again, not that he needs to is no. the thing. Like, it's, I, I, I think a lot of it is definitely just like I am so used to Yugi having a particular voice. Um, it's me the pharaoh it's time to duel right that this is just a little bit jarring but they really lean into it being like a very seductive voice and it's it's me the pharaoh it's time to duel yeah it's so weird uh, it's yeah it's weird it's weird to me it feels bad it's bad Listeners, if you're uncomfortably <laughs> horny for Yugi, sound off in the comments. Oh, God. Um, 
actually, yeah, fuck it. If you're horny for uni- Yugi, uh, let us know. Uh, Hashtag horny for Yugi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get it trending. Um, all right. Well, with that, thank you all for listening into our very first bonus episode. Uh, we will be back next week, presumably with uh, a regular episode or maybe another bonus. We don't know. Uh, we've got a lot of just random bonus content that we're thinking about. Um, I know we want to do a an episode of Yugi written by a machine. Uh, we want to do a, uh, or at least I want to. I haven't really asked you if you want to do this yet. I don't think it deserves its own episode, but it would definitely be a very good segment. So uh, I want to do a uh, a actual play podcast of a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh role-playing game that I've been working on. Um, we want to do more of these, obviously. Uh, yeah, I went through the whole season zero and picked out a few really good ones, including the infamous yo-yo episode. Yes. And one where the whole concept is based around Tamagotchi. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, so yeah, so look out for more of these. Uh, we're just going to kind of throw them up when, whenever uh, our schedules prevent us from doing a normal episode, but hopefully that won't be too often. Um. All right. Well, hey, uh, until next time, it's time to end the episode. Had to do a little extra long there. Put a little jazz on it. And we're not going to do a card of the week this week. Yeah. it's not. This one wasn't based on cards. So there's no point. So there's no point. But remember, the true treasure is friendship. Fuck you. Uh, if you want to be our friend, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yampod, Y-A-M-P-O-D. Uh, go to our website, tyler.game slash Y-A-M-P or welcome to flavor.town slash Y-A-M-P. Email us at youactivatedmypodcast.com and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, all right. Until next week, everybody, always remember. The true treasure is friendship. Still fuck you. <laughs>